Stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. I'm here with the coach, John Brett. I'm here with the vet, Mr. N. Griffin. Already. Already. Yeah, I think we all need a drink after this week. So, first of all, let me just say this, wow. as coaches. We were going to talk about Cuomo and the 168-page investigation in the Me Too movement or wherever it disappeared off to. We was also going to talk about base re uh, <laughs> renaming because that was a hot topic a couple of months ago. But now we're going to talk about something totally different. Before we do that, Coach, I got some guests I got to introduce you. So uh, first off, I'm going to introduce. Uh, I like these two. Yeah. So we got we got the person from Haiti who went down there and visited Haiti, the extraordinaire herself, Casey Luke, who is a coach right now and a vet. So Casey Luke, what do we got here? Hey guys, thanks for having me on this week. Uh, yeah, so I uh, went to Haiti earlier this year, back in May, um, with a missions uh, group from my church here in Ames, Iowa. Um, went to visit a, with an organization called UCI Haiti. Uh, among many of the things we did there, we got to pour a cement floor for one of the families there. Um, and that's the picture that's up right now is um, kind of the scenic view from their backyard of the house that we poured the floor at. Um, and that was after the work was done. I can't, don't know if you can tell, but I'm covered in quite a bit of cement there and sweat. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was a great time. Um, got to meet a lot of families. Um, that was kind of in the middle of, I was part of the, I guess you would call the assembly line, just passing off the buckets. And um, they actually hired local Haitians um, that did flooring. So we were just there to assist. So, so we weren't doing the work ourselves. We were just assisting. Um, and then while I was there, I got to teach some of the university students how to do some soil sampling and stuff. And that was pretty awesome. And actually, um, the coaching gig I got, um, the church that I went to Haiti with does a, uh, it's called Upward Sports, and they're doing a flag football program this fall. And they were looking for volunteers, and I said, sign me up. So I get my own uh, third and fourth grade team to coach. And uh, just found out yesterday I was promoted to head coach. Um, first time ever being a coach, but I'm really looking forward to it. So exciting things happening this year. Coach, we might be replacing you on Game the management, clock management. <laughs> so we also have Tommy hey, D. Go, go ahead, Coach. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. I was going to say that this year I'm not coaching. I resigned at the end of last year, so I might just have to slide you the playbook. <laughs> so, I welcome it. <laughs> so – now we also have Tommy D. For those who don't know, this is Tommy D.'s first time on here, but he's also a.k.a. Tom Krupp and uh, R.T.D. Krupp, the great author, world-renowned author and such. So, uh, Tom, t Tommy D., tell us what's going on here. Hey, Sergeant Majors. Thanks for having me on again, uh, Coach, as well. Um, hey, but I wanted to ask Casey uh, about the, uh, the the earthquake, right? She, You, you must have came back and then, and then you, you've got to be hearing things. Uh, is everyone okay down there that you know, or have you heard back? Yeah, so the the earthquake that happened um, here the other day, it was in a different part of Haiti. It was kind of in the, the southern, southwest little peninsula there. Um, so it didn't quite hit mainland Haiti. Um, and so the, the area where we 
went to was unaffected, but there were several people there who had family members um, that were affected. Um, and it, the scariest part about that was after that um, earthquake hit, it ended up being a 7.2, which was bigger than the one that hit the, the main city several years back. Um, they had, had been under a tsunami warning shortly after that because of that earthquake. Fortunately, that did not hit. Um, so they got really fortunate there. But then one of those, I think it's um, Tropical Storm Grace, I think, was supposed to hit um, right over Haiti sometime, I think. Actually, I think it's coming up tonight into tomorrow morning. So um, we're just kind of praying and keeping our ears out for updates and stuff, but hoping for the best. Absolutely. So who are these guys, Tom? Hey, hey, so Sergeant Major, yeah. So, um, you know, talking about what we're going to talk about here, I wanted to throw up a picture of, you know, you know, uh, we, we, we all uh, were winning at one point in Afghanistan. And there's you and me winning. I think I was winning more, though, because I got the medal. And then, uh, so I don't even know if you finished that race, uh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I got a medal later, but, uh, you know, you finished way ahead of me. You was probably eating snacks after that, and I was still coming in. And uh, But I did have, you notice I had the number seven on the bib there. You know, I, I had to be true to my, to my uh, you know, seven nature there. You know, <laughs> absolutely. Warhammer yeah. seven. You know, so. then, yeah. Chief, uh, of course, Chief Smith, Philip Smith. There was photobombing there in the middle. There. Definitely photobombing. Yeah, <laughs> As a, a normal signal guy back there. So he, he yeah. probably has that picture framed in his house. The time <laughs> that I, that I photobombed the Spo in the Sar Major is probably what that is. Yeah. So yeah, but that was uh, that that was there in um, Kandahar, right? Kandahar. Yeah. Uh, Twenty sure was twelve. It had to be twenty twelve because it was. All those, all those five Ks we did were there, right around there in that nice little area they had where. I did one. Well, I, I guess the Taliban's there now enjoying. I don't know. Is KFC still there, or, or is the Taliban ordering yeah. KFC? Yeah, well, TGI Fridays. They're TGI's. they're there. That Stanley McChrystal tried to shut down. That they're enjoying the hell out of out of that damn TGI Fridays is what's going on. And uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? They did so, have a TGI Fridays there. I'm more hopeful they're enjoying the cesspool, the open cesspool. Personally. So. Yeah. So for you that don't know, on uh, on Kandahar, we call them the poop ponds, but there were three or four of them. I can't remember, and they were waste ponds, and they they were they were our shit, you know, pretty much out there in a pond, and it smelled all the time. Uh, but they tried to make up for. I liked Kandahar better than I did Bagram. Strategically, Bagram was probably better, but you know. Anyway, it's my thoughts. Yeah, plenty, plenty to talk about, starting with poo. So I think that's yes, we started with the crowd from the Jump Street to start, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, go ahead, Coach. No, I was just commenting on the Afghani poo. <laughs> well, that was actually U.S. poo on the Afghan base. <laughs> so I think we need to start. So. Let's talk about the overarching theme here is Afghanistan. And, uh, you know, we talked, Coach and I, we talked a while back, not the last podcast, but a while back. You know, maybe it's time we pull out, but maybe we shouldn't do it for a photo op on September to do a 20th anniversary photo op or something like that. Maybe we should do it more strategically. Anyway, so President Biden moved along and said, let's move everybody out. Katie, bar the door. I don't care. You know, let's just get them out of there. And it seems that there was absolutely zero 
plan whatsoever regarding this. I don't know. Uh, listen to the reports. I, I'm believing that. Uh, so I'm going to throw it around here at first. You know, as the world opinion came out, though, and this is kind of a kind of crazy. Is the Brit British uh, newspaper, The Sun, the biggest newspaper, came out and said Biden loser on top of it. This isn't to bash Biden, but it was his decision to make this. And um, and then after that, Merkel came out and they both a bunch of European leaders have, have said, hey, where was the unity in bringing us together and all this and the trust in all this? And my personal opinion is, is this has been one of the biggest foreign policy blunders that we have committed probably since Cuba, to be honest, and uh, since the Bay of Pigs. And so I'm going to throw it over to you, Casey, just to hear your thoughts first. And then I'm going to hit hit Tom up and such. So go ahead, Casey. What are your thoughts on it overall? So, Well, I've been saying for quite some time that um, with both Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, we need to bring our, our troops home. Um, they definitely went about it wrong because so what I feel should have happened was we should have been pulling our troops out gradually and then helping them build, um, be able to stand on their own two feet, essentially. I think with us being over there for as long as we have been, they've maybe gotten used to us being there and dare I say dependent on us being there. And so they just got, you know, maybe comfortable. And so they weren't prepared. And um, while I think it's, it was well overdue, um, it should have been a gradual thing over the last several years. Um, so that way, you know, and then maybe this one have happened. That's, um, I don't know how else to put it. Well, go ahead, Tom. What do you think on this? Or Tommy D, excuse me. Yeah, well, you know, all, all jokes aside, right? This is a, which is hard for me to do, especially here, because I'm going to use humor because it's kind of the only way we can get through this stuff, right? I mean, yeah. sometimes. So, you know, these are all hard, hard, hard things. And I think a big problem with uh, with uh, with with it is, you know, we all look for kind of an easy answer and I see it everywhere. Right. I see, look, when we're winning, it's a policy. You know, policy is winning. Right. Policy is great because our strategy is great. But when we're losing or something goes wrong, it's an intel issue. Right. Intel yeah. wasn't right. Right. And and that's the way it works. It, it seems to be uh, at, the, at the highest levels. And so you never kind of get get the right answer. But. You know, I think uh, I, I think you're right, Sergeant Major and, and, and Casey as well, is that, you know, these are difficult. Um, I mean, it's been a difficult 20 years. I mean, but but I, I, I will tell you this at the bottom at the bottom line, the way I feel about it. Is that at some point. I. I didn't want to keep perpetuating this thing, I mean, and uh, and so I think that not being there is the right answer. Now, did we go about it right was the withdrawal right? I, I think there's plenty of blame to go around. I, I, I will say one thing that I was very surprised about being, uh, you know, hearing all the stereotypical things about, um, you know, um, veteran stuff and, uh, you know, the VA, for instance. Uh, and so I don't know if you got this, Sergeant Major uh, Casey, but uh, I, um, I've i gotten like four or five texts and emails and stuff from the VA that are saying, you know, you're you're not alone. Uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, 
questions. Veterans may question the meaning of their service. You're not alone. It's normal to feel this way. Let's talk. That's kind of what we're doing here. And I think this is great that you guys said coaching and, and Sergeant Major, you guys have these venues to discuss this because I, I got a mixed bag of feelings about it. Right. We, I mean, we, you know, we serve, we got friends who sacrificed everything, you know, for, you know, for what we thought was uh, what, what we needed to. And, and Sergeant Major in the end, and in case you know, in the end, you're a soldier, right? You're going to fight where you're told and you're going to win where you fight. Right. And that's the bottom line. And so, you know, for me and for you, our time there, I mean, I felt that we did the best we possibly could at the time that we had to do it. And honestly, I, I you know, I was very positive about the whole thing. But um, and I think that everybody serving there even now uh, up up to this feel, feels the same way. But but I got to tell you, when I saw that stuff on CNN, those CNN moments and things coming in, I mean, the first thing I thought of was besides the obviously horrible stuff uh you know that that led to people in so fear of their lives you know not not being able to you know, feel like they weren't going to be able to be you know you know you know fixed or changed in any way is that um you know the, the soldiers that are there they're uh you know trying to secure the secure the airfield and trying to i mean they're all they're humans and they're, they're concerned and and uh, I'm, I'm concerned for them but not just their safety, but, you know, how, how are they going to feel after this, too? And you know there's going to be so many investigations that come out of this. And Sergeant Major, I feel like somebody's going to get relieved for this. I mean, for real. Well, I, I do, too, Tommy, D. Uh, but uh, you, And you and I both understand investigations. I was telling Casey about investigation I went through. Investigations drop like that. You and I both know that. When somebody didn't like some, they already have an investigation on uh, the uh, the pilot that flew the C-17 and such regarding um, uh, the people falling off. Looks like we lost the coach for a second. So let me see what's going on here. But anyway, well, major yet every time. I mean, when there's a death, they've already, they already said that they're going to investigate that. And I'm like, yeah, wow. you have to I have mean, an investigation when there's a, when when. Yeah, there's going to be multiple investigations there. Yeah. I just hope that it's not one of these things and, and, and you know, it's looked at with a clear eye, you know, because I've seen too many of these things these days where it seems like, you know, there's this cancel culture and then, the you know, scapegoat the first person that, that you got here when everyone's just trying to do the right thing. And I, I, I just see that. So I, I feel for everybody on all sides of it. Yeah. So I will say, you know, there's a, a tremendous burden on the, the individuals that are there right now uh, because you and I both know, we all know that the rules of engagement are going to be so tight to make sure no major international incident kicks off an escalation of force to a tremendous level. And that puts a soldier in a bad way because you only need two bad apples out there to really cause that to go to, to hell in a handbasket real quick. And uh, and so um, that's a major challenge. You know what I'm saying? And and uh, our soldiers, we put a lot on them to, to, to accomplish a lot of things on this. So we first talked about, you know, what's the world opinion here? And we're dropping. Uh, and we got Jessica on here, Jessica Meadows, and she says she agrees with Tommy D that uh, the media is only making it worse. And I believe that. So I've heard recently this this here that 
all four presidents are to blame for this, that Bush, uh, Obama, Trump, and Biden are all to blame for this. I disagree with that totally. And uh, if I get the coach on here, I'm going to get some five cents out of him here in a second. But I disagree with that totally because my thought is, is Bush, Obama, and Trump did not shut shut down Afghanistan. Biden made that decision. And at any time, he could have said, no, I'm not doing that. But he made that decision. No other president made that because they traded lightly, you know. And then uh, there was something that's talked about that Jennifer Griffin from Fox, she's a correspondent for the Pentagon, had said that um, the military leaders at the Pentagon had advised him that the worst case scenario, which is what's happening right now pretty much, of happen, would happen if it went about this hastily. It needs to pace himself and take time, and that didn't happen. So i got to throw it over to the coach while we got the coach on here real quick, and uh, I'm going to throw it to you, coach, and uh, I'm going to move everybody around real quick, but I'm going to throw it to you. You're on mute, coach. Well, okay, so we're having trouble with the coach. So anyway, with that right there, He's having bad weather in the area, and we got that. So what I'll say is, is Jennifer Griffin come out and said that we can't really use the crutch of bad intelligence because the president made the decision not not take he took in consideration, but he didn't use that 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 information. So my question is, is what do you think about that, Casey? I'm gonna start off with Tom and I'll go to Casey after that, okay? Yeah, yeah. So no, I agree. And and uh, of course, if the coach comes back on, I'll get him in here. But um, you know, at what point do you own it? Oh, there, there's coach. Coach. Yeah, like coach, I said, I, yeah, it, we're having bad weather right now, so it's going to go in and out. So I, t- I tell you what, I love to hear is the perspective of people that were actually there. And you know, I have a, I have a, my sister was there. And, you know, in Afghanistan. So the perspective of you guys and her is going to be totally different than me as a civilian for the last 20 years. But one of the things that I did understand early on, the, the couple of reasons that we went to Afghanistan, number one was to get Osama bin Laden, number, uh, Osama bin Laden but also to protect us from further attack on our soil. So I'll have to say this. Thank you guys so much for the protection that we have as civilians here in the United States, because there has been no attack from Al Qaeda or the Taliban on our soil in the last 20 years. So that's one of the things I first want to say that Afghanistan to me as a civilian was a very successful thing. Now, as a civilian, I am terrified of what could happen now that the Taliban is coming back and having this Islamic state back. Uh, it's, It's scary to me. I do not believe that we should have stayed there forever, but there are places that we have been forever. I mean, we've been in Cuba, we've been in, in, in Japan, we've been all over, and places in Europe that we still have bases in certain areas. So I don't think it would have been un- unusual for us to do that. Um, but allowing them to take over is really the thing that bothers me the most is women's rights, women's education, kids. Uh, you guys saw that firsthand. What is going to happen to women now that have been in education, that have been working towards bettering themselves, having the rights of women's that they've never had before and now all of a sudden the Taliban, they're going to say what they want to right now with the CNN camera in front of them. But what do you think is going to happen to women and education and kids 
Um, and people that helped us out once, you know, the next crisis comes around and CNN and MSNBC and Fox are gone and they're not there anymore. That's what that's what scares me. So I'm going to throw it back to Casey real quick and I'll get you here in a second, Tommy. Well, what do you think about that is about the challenges of, of it reverting back to the Taliban state and uh, and what will happen with the women? Because, you know, right now what's being reported in the news is uh, girls that are 12 to 45 are already being shot by the Taliban army uh, so they can pick their spouses and things of that nature, you know, and, uh, and I, I, if they're married, I'm, I hate to see what happens to their husbands also because they'll probably be beheaded or something of that nature. So go ahead, Casey. Yeah, it's um, I, I definitely fear for them because unlike here in the U.S., you know, women aren't considered citizens and are not really considered full people. and They have no rights. So, you know, I think as bad as this might seem to some people, I think um, getting shot would be the lesser of many evils that could happen to them. Um, and I think that that's just how some cultures are. And, you know, Afghanistan is probably one of them. And especially if they were um, considered allies of the U S while we were there, you know, then they're, they're now traitors to the Taliban. And so they're enemies of the Taliban and, you know, there's really, I don't foresee any limit to what could happen to them. And it's uh, definitely a scary thought for me as a woman. Um, I, I know I would not want to be there right now if I was in their shoes. And it's, uh, yeah, not, not, a, not a good uh, prospect, in my opinion. Go ahead, Coach. Yeah, I mean, we, we as a country here have pushed over the last 40 years easily for women's rights, for, for, for equality for women. And we have, we have, uh, you know, not just, I'm not going to point out just the left, but the left and the right both have wanted that. And, and, and we, and we've got it more now than we've ever had. I, I don't want to just let, go, well, these people are way over there. We shouldn't care as much, but if you have the humanity to care about women's rights and equal rights, it shouldn't matter where people are. And I think one of the things that Trump, uh, and even Obama and Trump and even into Biden now did not understand when they talk about that we need to get out of Afghanistan. We do need to be out of Afghanistan as a major force. But but keeping forces there that would keep this the Taliban from from reverting women back, you know, two or three generations of, of not having rights to going back to where they were prior to us getting there. I don't believe this was ever the damn plan. And for me as a citizen here, seeing this play out, I don't want to hear people in the streets here absolutely saying women's rights and equal rights and equality across the board here. If you're not even going to stand up for them there, because it makes you look not only as a hypocrite, but it makes me look like you're only doing it for a for politics. Yes. When something's wrong, we want to point it out, but is, is it only if it's within our borders because you're looking like hypocrites because you got people in Mexico coming up and it's okay, but you got these people that are dying and it's not okay. Or it is okay. I mean, I'm so confused with what humanity is supposed to be about when we're just watching on the news right now, the Taliban just going back and taking and what we we consider as the way things should be in humanity, the way people should be treated as women, as people should be treated as a, a democratic state and just saying, you know what, we just we're just throwing our hands up. We just can't do anything about it. So 
let them have it back. And hopefully they'll be strong enough to fight from because we were over there training them for, you know, for a couple of decades. I just don't feel right about it. I don't know how to even express it. I'm so pissed off about it. Well, coach, one thing we were talking about the, the portion on the women's side, and then we were going to cover Cuomo and where did the Me Too movement run off to? You know, because it kind of faded away because it fell in their party agenda. And, you know, we, we can't bash somebody within our party. You know, that that's that's not right. You know, so so we was going to ask a question, you know, is the Me Too movement only when it's convenient and fits my narrative, fits my agenda, fits my political affiliation? Is the Me Too only important then? But this is a bigger issue by far. And this is a global, this is a international issue. These young ladies are going to be tortured and possibly killed uh, if they don't cooperate. And then they're going to have a life that's not this that as Americans we we couldn't even understand that life. Most of us couldn't. Where's all the Me Too movement? Where is the speak the people speaking out for those things right there? Where is Kamala Harris, the vice president, senior most female in our nation? Where are all these people speaking out on it? And Tommy D, I'm going to throw it to you because I, I skipped you all ago. And uh, but you know, why are they all not on the bandwagon here on this and, and speaking about this? Or are they just in shock and awe? Well, you know, so many things to to, to talk about there that, that I think everyone hit on. But uh, you know, I wanted to talk just a little bit to Casey and Coach. You know. Very disheartening, right? Very disheartening because we see these images and it's it's un-American, right? It's un-American. It seems like um, abandonment. I mean, when's the last time you, you, you saw people rush an airfield and fear their lives with, you know, with Americans, you know, leaving somewhere? And so it's, um, you know, instead of coming in, right, to save the day, right? We, we've all been, you know, kind of raised on that and... Um, and, and it just really seems un-American. So there's a lot of like very, it's not surprising that this, uh, you know, and, and I won't say all of a sudden, but we've been in Afghanistan for 20 years, 20 years. And, uh, you know, so all of a sudden, you know, it's in the news because of this, you know, thing. And that, that's also disheartening to me because um, we had so much time here, you know, to try to get things right. And, and you know, when it comes down to it, None of us, you know, we're in the policy seat, you know, making things. Well, I don't know, Sergeant Major might have been because he was so high up there. But a little guy like me, I was never, you know, uh, you know, saw, you know, these steps, right, to, um, you know, one of the things we do is, you know, enable civil authority, right, as a stability operation in war. And so I know there was a plan to do that with the government. And so to me, I, what, what I can't understand, and if I'm going to play quarterback, and, and I've tried to do this, is, you know, you know, because I've tried to, you know, to teach some of these things too when I was a, a instructor. Uh, one, you know, if you heard of just war theory, you, you have to maintain the moral high ground. You you have to maintain the moral high ground, and no, no one has ever, uh, no no country, um, no um, nation state has ever fully won won a conflict without maintaining the moral high ground. You, you know. History will go back and say, you know, that it wasn't uh, legitimate and that kind of thing. So you have to maintain the moral high ground. How do you do that when you open up negotiations with the Taliban? And just what you said, what they do to women. I mean, it's fundamentally not something that America should be doing. And that's what I just that that's the point to, to me. The, the point of failure was that was the start of that. And 
And um, I, I trust me, I have no illusions. There's always things going on in the background. There's always deals and things happening that no one's going to know about and it's never going to be revealed. But when you overtly are making that, um, I, it's hard for me to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. That just violated a, a theory of war that's never been proven wrong. Okay, um, so far. And so I, uh, I I have a hard time with that, I, I guess. And, and it goes back to the whole thing. Yeah, sorry, Major, you're talking about why isn't this person saying this or why is they not coming out and saying this too? I think it has to do with everybody's confused, just like the coach said. You see, we're, we're, we're confused because what are we doing? What are we, what are we standing for as a nation? And so, um, I mean, I know that we can do better, you know, with it, but, but for me, that's kind of where I get stuck. So, so um, today I watched uh, the press brief in the white house and Jake Sullivan was the, the person speaking and they asked him, you know, what happens if there is violations on the women and things of this? And he says, well, we have, we have means to do this. He said, I'm not going to go on all of them, but we can impose sanctions on them. I'm like, impose sanctions on the Taliban? Are you freaking kidding me? What the flip-flop have we kind of back to what you're saying, Tommy? Yes. What did we just come to, you know, on this? Is is and I, I was just taken aback when they said that. I was just right. kind of you just, you just legitimize them as a government again, you know? Yeah. And so and I, I I just saw that, yeah, okay, we froze, we froze the money, right? Always follow the money. You know, if you starve them out, you won't have any money. Froze the money. Okay, that's our money. That's taxpayer money. <laughs> like, why didn't you get it? Why didn't you get it back while we left? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand. So what what do you think on this, Casey? You know, I really, I, the only thing I can think of is it's just, it's just a big mess. And, you know, I think at this point, we really need to take a strong look at what happened and really pay attention to what went wrong, where it went wrong, and then let's figure out a way to fix it. Um, obviously, it's not going to happen overnight, but, and I'm not going to say we caused this mess. Um, I mean, we, we pulled out really fast in it all kind of went downhill from there, but we need to at least, I think, try to figure out a way to mend things. Um, now, obviously, you know, dealing with the Taliban, they're not, you know, they're going to tell us what we want to hear. And then as soon as, you know, the talks are over, then they're going to go back to doing whatever they want. And I think, um, I think we're giving them too much of a benefit of the doubt. Um, they've shown their true colors and we need to really pay attention and not ignore that. And that's, um, it seems to be, that's kind of what, you know, maybe led to the decision to pull out as fast as we did. Um, and we just really need to kind of look at what happened and be like, Hey, we can't, we can't let this happen again. And let's, uh, learn from this and figure out a way forward. Sergeant Major, have you seen the briefs where um, where they were talking about, uh, you know, um, uh, you know the things that were being done to enable the 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 Afghan army, right? 
I mean, we, you know, have had trainers there and stuff enabling the army for many years. Um, and, uh, and, and there was always kind of a steps to it. Right. And, um, in the news recently, I think it was the New York times, uh, I, I think that put out okay, that, um, you know, there was a series of false or over, um, uh, you know, um, uh, aggrandized or made, you know, false positive type of reporting uh, that was done uh, over a series of time that basically uh, showed that, uh, oh, yeah, everyone's getting trained. Everyone's getting, you know, there's, you know, we're go on this, we're green on this. And they were inflated, you know, uh, over time. And that was one of the, um, that was one of the, uh, you know, remarks that one of the reporters, uh, I think I'd watched it put out that that was a, might've been one of the causes of this. And I, I don't know if you've seen some of that. So, um, I I heard about some of that yesterday, but, um, at the end of the day, and the coach and I talked about this earlier, but I'm going to start off with this is, I have no doubt that we made a whole lot of errors in Afghanistan. I personally believe after bin Laden was done, uh, we should have probably left unless we were willing to devote 40 years of time into the country to make it a Germany, South Korea, or Japan. And we should have been upfront about that. Either we're going to do that or we're not going to do that. And if we're not going to do that, then we probably needed to move along and call it a day. We achieved our objectives. We won the war. We moved on by any achievable metrics. We've done all that. But we held on because it almost seemed like we didn't know how to leave. But the decision that that was made about leaving, followed by an action of having any plan once you left. I mean, honestly, we looked like a bunch of first graders trying to leave the freaking building on first day of school. We didn't know how to do it. And we all know that's been in the military. That is not us. That is not how we do things. We do everything orderly, not count 20 times, make sure we can count right. And but you know what I'm saying? And, and things of that nature. The whole deal on this to me personally is we lost, even if everything goes successful from this point on, we have people in Europe that saying that we have lost our credibility with them. We already have the Chinese saying that, hey, Taiwan, look what the Americans are doing. And heaven forbid if they did something, because I don't believe this administration will do anything about it. And, and, and things of that nature. And that would be catastrophe because then it would affect NATO and infect the UN as well uh, after that. So my, my fear is, is we have made a foreign policy blunder in such an extreme. Leaving Afghanistan was not an issue. Leaving Afghanistan without a freaking orderly plan or a proper way to do it. And I saw some traffic on this is six weeks ago, they removed the contractors who held the uh, that that assisted in the Afghan Air Force. They took the ability for them to have air cover while they were fighting the Taliban. That's why the Taliban were pushing them, is because we removed them out first. Why would we not move them out toward the tail end with soldiers? I don't understand. Why would we not move the embassy people out before we move the soldiers? I don't understand that either. And there's also apparently there's some there's some communications with the Taliban, as we've all talked about, that, you know, that they said the Taliban's going to give safe passage to the people at the airport. But as somebody brought up today, 
there's 10,000 people away from Kabul that they guesstimate that are Americans. And those 10,000 people, you tell somebody in Bagram and Kandahar, hey, you just got to get to Kabul and you'll be all right. I have a feeling they're scared crapless right now. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not sure if I trust that process. I don't know. You know, maybe we made a big deal with, with, with the Taliban people and said, we're going to give you everything. You take our drones and all this stuff. Just give us our people back and just give us the ones we want back. You know, maybe they did that. But still, we look like a total disorganizational country right now. We look like first graders on the first day of school that don't know which way to go. And that's just my thoughts. I'm going to throw it over to the coach, and I'm going to throw it back around the circle here because the coach is back. And he's having challenges. But what are your thoughts, coach? Well, I'm not going to throw it over to the coach, so I'll throw it back over to Casey here real quick. Go ahead, Casey. Uh, I definitely agree that um, it does make us look unorganized and that's never, never a good thing because, you know, the big reasons we went to Afghanistan and Iraq was because of 9-11, you know, and now that these other countries, they're probably looking at us going, okay, well, maybe they're not the strong military force that, you know, everyone thought, we, you know, they were. So maybe they're weak right now. Maybe they're vulnerable. So it kind of leaves me to question, okay, so are they looking at us as an easy target now? Um, and, you know, do us here in the U.S., do we do we need to be worried that, okay, is there going to be an attack on the U.S. now because we look vulnerable? Um, you know, and it's not to try to get too far into things, but a lot of people that I know were talking about, you know, if, if Biden gets elected, he's just, you know, he doesn't, understand things, you know, the way that a president needs to understand things. And this is a big example of that, you know, um, it's just, it's not good. And I don't know what we could do as a country to come back from this anytime soon. Well, I'm going to throw it to the coach, but I personally think that he threw us back 30 years, kind of like right after Vietnam all the way to Desert Storm, it's going to take something like that to get us. It's going to take that type of period to get our get our credibility back. Go ahead, Coach. Well, as long as I'm on here, I got to say this because I might not get to. I mean, it was very telling to me yesterday. Where I found out about this was I, I'm a conservative, but I listened to uh, Sirius XM and I listened to MSNBC. I listened to heck, I even listened to the Urban View a lot. And on MSNBC, immediately they were saying how this was a blunder, and then. CNN, you could tell when I switched over, I said, this must be some kind of mistake. They were doing the same thing. What I, what I, what I understand, what I understood yesterday was this, is the plan that they had was not really a plan. It was a hope. We hope that it goes this way. So there's not a problem. This guy that's running the country, he hasn't even reached out to our allies to, to, to the, to the presidents of other countries. I found out today. Uh, we, we have some, we have people talking, but I heard that presidents of England and all these other places are talking to each other. Prime Minister of England, they're actually talking to each other about the situation in Afghanistan. Why is Biden not leading this way since we're the ones that with the reason we're there is because 9-11 happened on our turf. We're in Afghanistan and all these other people there because something happened to us. And as as a country, we're there. And these people are helping us find Osama bin Laden and also protect the United States from another terrorist attack. Why are why is he not leading? Why is he? He looks like he doesn't know what to say. Doesn't look like he knows what he's doing. 
And you know what? I'm not saying that President Trump would have done any better. I don't want to get this argument. Well, it's better than Trump. Well, if Trump would have done it this way, he'd have been a dumbass too. But somebody needs to lead us. And you're right, Vet. I mean, uh, Vet, we're looking 30 years past. This is Saigon all over. He said it wasn't going to happen. And it's almost unbelievable that we saw the picture of the helicopter. Like, so, are, so, are you so not understand that we look how we look? One thing I'll say is if Trump would have done this and it, the result would have happened, Nancy would have already walked the articles of impeachment across the freaking congressional floor. And she should have. And she should, I'm, but she, she would have already done that. And she probably should have. Yeah, that's the one time she should have, but she would already People want to know how you want to get behind each other. I'd have been behind Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer if they would have said, impeach this fool for this. So, so I will say, I think, I think we're going to take a beating on the, on the world stage here because Merkel's already came out and talked about it. Uh, Boris Johnson's already come out and talked about it. It's been on, on the cover of, of the sun paper. And one of the things that president Biden ran on was that, Hey, he will bring all the nations back together and bring respectability. And I've heard where people have beat Trump up because he didn't say the right words to President Putin because they don't understand negotiation. You don't ever embarrass the enemy on in public and on his own soil because that's not going to get you anywhere in negotiation after that. But Tom, Tommy D, you and I came from a place that's called Deeds Not Words. That was our brigade that we were in. Deeds, not words. And I look at words as just frivolous little things, but this is a deed that really, really hurt us pretty bad. And I don't know. What do you think the what do you think the repercussions on us internationally is on this? So yeah, this is great, great topics, right? Because now, you know, we bash everything, I guess, and we quarterback everybody. And I, I honestly I hate doing that because it's just so complicated and everything, but it's just it's just, you know. It, 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 it's going to be done. And, but uh, yeah, looking at, I mean, look at China, look at China, look at Russia, keeping its embassy open, look at China sw swooping in. I mean, I mean, we, I mean, we basically have a paved road all the way into China and uh, you know, the Chinese uh, right on the border, they're waiting to come in and, you know, I'm, I, you know, exploit, right. I mean, there's another word for it, but exploitation is what they're going to do. And so us freezing some cash for the Taliban, whatever. I mean, I mean, the Chinese are going to go in there and buy it all up from them. I mean, just like they buy all of our other debts, they're going to buy up that money <laughs> and then, uh, you know, turn it into Bitcoin or something like that. But so they're, they're, they're not going to lack for funds because, you know, Russia's already coming out and their ambassadors like, Hey, you know, we don't, we, we learned our mistakes, you know, from our Vietnam 20 years ago, we're not going to do it again. And they can say things like that because they control their media, right? We are an open society. We're an open society. So we're going to continue to have our, these enemies be, and there are enemies are dictators and people that don't like open societies. Right. And so the minute things happen that look bad, they're going to be on the internet and, the, and they're going to be out and for everyone to see. And, uh, and these things are absolutely, they should be, they should be because we should look at these things and, 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 and we should think, why did this happen? And and as humans, we should all be horrified about it and want to be want to do better. Let's put it that way. We we all want to do better. Um, it, you know, so it's not you know the the, the media and these things. It, it has to happen to maintain open and free societies. But 
Russia and China don't have to worry about that. Every time they make a, you know, talk about a blunder, how about, how about COVID, you know, and uh, where was that, you know, originated from? Uh, but, uh, you know, they're never going to, you know, you know, the, the videotape of the, of the lab, you know, I hate to <laughs> be the conspiracy guy. That's never going to be released. That's China, you know? So, uh, you, you know, it, it being a little facetious there, but when it comes down to it, yeah, we, um, we, 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 we're all talking about this and we're all able to debate this. That's not happening in China and Russia. There's nothing happening. There's no debate happening here about how we can do better uh, with humanity. Do you think the Russians and the Chinese care about what's happened with the female population there? Not a bit. Nobody's losing sleep. Not a but single we, we, and I And I hate to interrupt, but we do. And that's what we, we have a society of people and we have the heart of Americans that we care about things and we care about this country and this country helped us. These people helped us and we we're over there and we gave people opportunities to strive for an education and have a better life and to not be fearful that someone's going to behead them because of a belief or, or a dress or even a religion. And now what we did is we had a plan to take our guys out, which we only are caring about our guys, America right now, almost like it's a nationalist type thing. But we didn't have a plan to protect those people on the ground that helped us. And, and for me, that is almost unbelievable. If Obama didn't start it, if Trump didn't start it, and, and now Biden didn't change it because he cares so much about people, then they're all three wrong. But the one that where the buck stop is the one that pushes the button to say, let's leave. From the time January 6th happened till now, there should have been humanitarian type, uh, you know, uh, things in place and a plan to help these people. Because now you have Taliban going through the streets, house to house, looking for people. Women now are having to wear burqas again. These fools are even in workout. I mean, they're in workout places that we were there for that we set up for people. It's gotten to a point where we don't care about the people as much as we care about the policy and the party of the person that's pushing the button. And that's not supposed to be America, but that's where we are right now. There are people right now watching this. There's people right now that'll see this. They'll think all we did was bash Biden. When forget the president that's in charge of the time. Do we not have a heart for these people? Do we not care about these people anymore? We care more about the people rushing our border on the South than we do about the people that help us keep our country safe for the last 20 years. So, uh, Coach, I'm going to say something here on this, and uh, this kind of leans toward the bashing, but I, I got to throw it out there because we talked about the part about you don't negotiate with the terrorists and Taliban. You don't recognize them as a nation, and you sure hell don't put sanctions on them. But, you know, another no-no that you do, you know, that we've done forever is you don't trade hostages for another hostage, you know. And Bergdahl, the prisoner swap, the guy that got out is one of the top terrorists. I mean, he's one of the top Taliban. He is sitting there all in a chair next to the other two, and he was part of the negotiation process. The guy that we swapped, and Tom Cotton, you know, people don't like him. Some people do. I don't care. I, I respect him because he's a former service member. He served in Iraq. He was a company commander in Iraq. So, And and he got a ranger tab. Well, you know, he got a ranger tab. People beat him up because he wasn't part of the, the, the special ranger regiment, but he was still a ranger. You know, but he, he called it when it happened, you know, 
this swap of Bergdahl, we're 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 releasing their Secretary of State or or whatever. That's exactly what happened. I'm gonna throw it to you here real quick, Casey. What are your thoughts on on that there? That our errors in the past are coming back and inviting us right now. Yeah, and that's you know I I think I kind of touched on it a little bit. You know we need to we need to pay attention and the people in charge, I should say, need to pay attention because um, obviously we didn't go about this the right way. And, you know, why on earth would you negotiate with someone like the Taliban? You know, they're going to tell us what we want to hear. You know, like I said, they're going to tell us what we want to hear just to get what they want. And then they're going to go back to doing whatever they want to do anyway. And we're seeing it now. And, um, you know, it's, Honestly, it's not surprising to me because, you know, once a snake, always a snake. You can't, you know, they can put on a good front. Um, and, you know, America, a big group of America right now is in a phase of, hey, let's erase our history because we don't like it. And, you know, and they say, you know, if you don't learn your history, you're doomed to repeating it. Well, maybe this is kind of part of that, you know, Um if you don't learn from things that don't go right and so you, you know, work to bettering it the next time around, then, you know, shit's going to blow up again, just like it did. And you either learn eventually or it's just going to keep happening. And this hopefully, hopefully, I, you know, and I'm not holding my breath, but hopefully we'll learn from this and um, maybe do better moving forward. But so I got one more thing, but I'm going to throw it to Tom, Tommy D, if he has anything. And then uh, I'm going to bring up this one thing that Coach and I talked about the other day. So go ahead, Tom. Yeah, well, I'll just caveat that that Bergdahl thing was infuriating. I think to every service member, in the, you know, I mean, when that when it happened, when it went down, everything about it was infuriating. Yeah, and all five of those. All five of those jokers that five of them released, okay, five, five, all five of them are back in action with the Taliban. Every all, all of them, and they were the top bad dudes. I mean, um, you know, here you go. So uh, yeah, I, I, that that poof, man, that 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 was bad for sure. Um, you know, one one thing I just wanted to uh, to mention here. Um, well, first, Sarmay, did you see that? Uh, that um, Uzbekistan, and we're talking about the other countries, right? Uzbekistan shot down that Afghan plane. Uh, yes, uh, I think it was yesterday. So an Afghan wow. plane tried to get across the border, and Uzbekistan just shot that thing right out of the sky. <laughs> oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah. So when we're talking about, do the other countries care? Hmm. Yeah, probably not. You know, I mean, they're all, you know, um, you know, heavily Russian in influenced. So. Yeah, you know, there's a whole different set of principles out there, and um, and and it's not about democracy, right? And so every time we take a hit, you know, I'm just I, I'm going to remain very hopeful because you, you know, democracy is the thing that's going to you know bring this world closer to peace in the end because democratic you know societies just you know have less conflict and there's less violence and everything else and whole point of having the UN and everything. I, I just wish that we could all come together more on these things. And it wasn't, uh, you know, it, it didn't seem so unilateral, for instance, right? You got all these countries surrounding this, this country of Afghanistan. None of them wants to, none of them wants it to be a free democratic society. All they want to do, it seems to me, is exploit it for their own personal gain. 
And, um, and that's something that I hope, and, and I, I believe in, you know, that, uh, that, that America doesn't try to do. And so, you know, it's still the last great hope for freedom in the world. And, um, I think that we will try to learn from it and that's our difference between these other societies. So um, I'm going to remain hopeful. So Tommy D first, fourth order to coach. I, I got something here, but uh, something tells me Uzbekistan will not do a 15 six investigation on shooting that plane down. They'll just be like, attaboy, way to go. And call it a day and said, Hey, the mother flipper was in my territory and I shot him down, put a medal on his chest and walk away where you and I both know in America, we do an investigation on that because we got to appease everything. So coach and I had a conversation and coach, you called it, man. You called it. You said, what if the Taliban plays nice is worked a deal out and plays nice and they get the international community to sit there. The people that don't like us to all come in on them and go, that's a credible country right there because if they play nice and allow our people to go to the airport, like you talked about, Iran, Russia, China, and a few others are going to hop on that pony real quick. And exactly. so I'll throw it over to you, coach. And, and, and that, that's my nightmare because what's going to happen if that is, then the international community is going to go, hey, give them a chance. Well, once the cameras leave because there's a next crisis and the crisis is going to be the pandemic because that is a crisis, then they're going to go, beheading people that helped us. They're going to, uh, you know, take all the rights away from women. They're going to stop the education because that's what they're going to do. That's what Sharia laws and, and Islamic fundamentalist nuts like that are going to do is they're going to go back to their fundamentals. They can say what they want and people just want this utopian, uh, you know, Oh, it's okay. Now they're, they're saying that they're, they're not going to do these things. Are you serious? I mean, it makes no sense for you to believe that mess, but you know what? In the 21st century, Anybody's going to believe utopia because that's what a lot of times people want today. They want a socialist type utopia already. Anyway, well, last thing I want to say on this is I hope what comes out of this is to understand if you are the greatest nation in the world and your whole thing is being a democratic mentality and you want humanity and you want human beings to be equal, we need, and I, what, what I hope comes out of this is we need to understand, forget the party as much as we need leadership at the top. The last few presidents that we've had, I don't believe are true leaders. And some of you will debate me on that. I think Obama, Trump and Biden suck when it comes to leadership the way we need it as United States of America. And I don't I don't know what it's going to take for us to realize that when there's a crisis that comes up from a pandemic or we have people rushing the border in the bottom because we have immigration issues. And now we have this going on in Afghanistan. What really comes to the top in the last 150, 200 years of history is this leadership, true leadership, a Lincoln leadership, Truman leadership, that kind of leadership. You don't elect these fools that we've been elected because you want your party to win. And I'm sick of it. And that's what's going. That's what's going on. Who can we get to beat the other party at the poll is all we want. So, Coach, I'm going to throw it over to Casey and and then to Tommy real quick, because we got about five minutes. So I'll give you a, a couple, a, a minute or two here, Casey, and I'll give it to Tommy. Go ahead, Casey. Uh, I agree with everything you just said, Coach. Um, you know, I've been 
saying it for the last several elections when everyone gives me a hard time for voting third party. And I'm like, you know, I, I don't like either of the two main party candidates and I refuse to vote for the lesser of two evils. And it should not be about, you know, let's get our party to win despite who's our candidate. It should be voting in the, the best candidate available. And for whatever reason, we just, uh, have not been doing that, you know, since I've been old enough to vote, unfortunately. Um, hopefully, you know, I, I'm still hoping that eventually that'll change, but it's um, it's not looking good. Okay. Tommy D, I'm throwing it to you. Thanks so much. So, yeah, so, 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 so many issues scratch the surface on in, in the time that, that, uh, that we've got here, but I really appreciate you guys. Um, you know, again, if anybody's watching is a veteran too, I, I just want to say, um, yeah, it's, it, it's tough times, but you know, you gotta, you gotta reach out and talk. I probably talked with, I don't know, 20, 30 dudes and do that's right. This last, um, few days even with uh, Hey, did you see this? What's going on? What's your feelings about it? Because everyone kind of wants to hear about what everyone else thinks because it's confusing, right? It's like, what are we doing here? But, you know, when it comes back to, you know, what you said, Sergeant Major, who, you know, and, and what you said, Coach, who's in charge, um, you know, what, when do you own it? Is it day one? Is it 90 days into it? Okay. I mean, I tell my students that typically in a business model, you've got 90 days and you got to stop blaming anyone else for what's going on. So I'm, I'm hoping that that, that, that uh, <laughs> again, I'm always hopeful that, um, that, that we'll be, you know, we'll move forward here, but, um, <laughs> you know, um, I, I, I think um, it, it, it sometimes takes a shock like this coach, like, like, you know, to, uh, to, to get people on track. So I'm, I'm, again, I'm, I'm hopeful that that's what happens here. So I'm going to, I'm going to say this here real quick. I'm going to quote the great Charlie Daniels. This lady may have stumbled and, and we just stumbled a little bit, but she ain't ever fell. And he said, if the Russians don't believe it, you can all go straight to hell. But if the terrorists don't believe that, they can go straight to hell. So I'm throwing it over to you, Coach. I'm going to finish it off. Is the emotions are raw on this because you know what? Maybe, you know, there's so much going on in the world the last couple of years. And to see this kind of stuff has to, it's just so disheartening. It literally breaks my heart to see people suffer the way that they're suffering right there. And we spend so much time on politics and we don't spend on what we should be spending the most on is loving other people as much as we love ourselves. And this would have been a great way for you to put yourself in another, uh, you know, atmosphere than what you thought you were beating in Trump, Mr. President Biden, but you didn't do it. You don't show any difference. So with that there, I'm going to say from the coach, you're on mute. You're on mute, my friend. Vet. <laughs> we mess that up so much. So stay tuned, stay tuned, stay tuned. <laughs>